Welcome to the latest episode of Schneps Connects. I'm your host, Josh Schneps, here to talk about New York State, which is one of the largest and most exciting cannabis markets in the country. According to New York State, the cannabis industry will be one of the largest small business generating industries in New York, supporting up to 24,000 jobs within three years and producing nearly $1.3 billion in sales. In a pivotal step towards supporting historically disadvantaged communities, New York is offering its initial dispensary licenses solely to entrepreneurs and people affected by the war on drugs. Over 60 social equity retail licensees have been approved to date, with a total of 300 licensees to be approved ahead of the market opening, which is expected to launch fully in 2023. New York social equity licensees are gearing up for a successful new business in cannabis this year. It's been a little bit of a slow rollout, but hopefully it's going to speed up. New York State is selecting partners to help tap into the generational wealth opportunities that the fastest growing cannabis industry can provide. One partner they chose to power social equity cannabis stores is Dutchie, an all-in-one technology platform powering the cannabis industry with point-of-sale, e-commerce, payments, and insurance. Through its technology, Dutchie helps cannabis businesses start, operate, and grow with confidence. With software that simplifies operations, its customers can focus on what matters most, bringing the benefits of cannabis safely to consumers. With me today is Anne Forkutza, who's head of market expansion and industry relations at Dutchie. She started her career in customer experience and digital strategy at the age of 18. She's delivered award-winning campaigns for big brands such as Starbucks, Electronic Arts, and Nike. After years of working in digital strategy, Anne pivoted to the world of cannabis retail and has worked with some of the most influential cannabis retailers in, in the industry, including Cookies, Starbuds, Sundial Spirit Leaf, Circle K, Fire and Flower, and Native Roots. As head of market expansion and industry relations, she plays a key role in new market expansion opportunity. She also sits on the board as technical advisor at the Association of Canadian Cannabis Retailers and is an active member on the retail and policy committees at the Cannabis Association of New York. Anne holds a degree in computer sciences from Simon Fraser University and is a mentor for the University at Buffalo Entrepreneurship Program. So Anne, great to have you here and, and really chat with us today. Thank you. Thank you, Josh. And thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. Yeah, I feel like that was like one of my longest, but, but a lot to talk about. <laughs> yes, couldn't have said it better myself. It's, it's great to be here today. Thank you so much for having me on your show. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. So we talked a little bit about, you know, your background. You're not, you know, someone who started off in the cannabis industry. So we'd love to hear from you, you know, what got you into the cannabis industry, uh, cannabis industry and, and really, you know, the start at Dutchie. I was thinking about this. And as long as I can remember, I've always just had this desire to be part of something bigger than myself. And I think every person in general does, um, but it is especially prevalent in the cannabis industry. You just have this like, desire to be part of history and be part of this historic moment. And with, you know, federal legalization in US, like possibly on the horizon soon, like there's this mission that we all have in common, and it really connects all of us. So when I first heard, gosh, I think it was maybe like six, seven years ago, which is like 60 years in, in cannabis years, like right. you probably heard that term. <laughs> I was like dog years. Um, so when I first heard of cannabis legalizing in certain states. I was 
very intrigued and and I knew that was something I wanted to be a part of. Um, now, in, in terms of Dutchy, Dutchy's North Star has always been dispensary first. Um, lots of companies say they are, but Dutchy is the only company where even before I started at Dutchy, I've been following Dutchy for a while. They are quite mission driven. And, and so now it's great to be a part of it. Um, from a value standpoint, I'm also very like dispensary first and retail first. Uh, anyone who knows me uh, knows that to be true. And and Josh, hopefully like we'll become fast friends and and you'll say that about me. So yeah, just uh, really excited to be at Dutchy now. And it's, it's been really interesting because like over the years as, you know, Dutchy's evolved and, and in a sense grown up as well. And we've truly become like, we're still very much a cannabis company, but, but we're, we are a tech company as well. Mm-hmm. And especially like you've probably heard of all the chatter going on with safe banking and like cannabis payments is is something that's always a hot topic and now I'm lucky enough to have my colleagues come from big payment tech companies you know like PayPal, Square, Stripe a lot of them were there from the very beginning and they chose to leave those big companies to come to Dutchy, come join the cannabis industry and do it all over again. So really excited to, to be at Dutchy now. So I touched on a little bit, obviously, in my opening, you know, as far as what Dutchy does, but can you elaborate on it a little bit and maybe talk about how you've started in the New York market? Yeah. So, you know, like you said in your wonderful introduction, um, Dutchy is an all-in-one dispensary tech platform. So we primarily work with dispensary operators. And the best way to think about it is that, you know, let's say, Josh, if you wanted to open up, you know, Josh's dispensary in New York and you need a compliance uh, point of sale solution <clears throat> and inventory management solution to make sure that you know, your dispensary is staying compliant, not accidentally selling over the purchase limits, uh, making sure you're paying all your proper taxes, reporting all the proper reports to the state. And then correspondingly, you know, a, a dispensary, you know, like any retail, retail store has an online presence. And so you need e-commerce and a website, but then there's compliance rules and regulations that surround that as well and reporting payments. And then now we offer insurance. And so that we are your one-stop shop for all like New York dispensary operators. In terms of the work that we're doing in New York, and uh, many people don't know this, but Dutchy, we've already been operating in New York. We know New York cannabis quite well already mm-hmm. because we've been supporting the medical market in New York for a number of years now. Okay. And then back in December, we were awarded the New York State RFP to work with all the card licensees who will be working with the New York State uh, Success Fund. And are you familiar with the CARD program? No, what CARD stands for, please? Yeah, so CARD stands for Conditional Adult Use Retail Dispensary. I know it rolls off the tongue quite nicely and it's super easy to say and pronounce, right? And essentially the CARD program, it is New York State's own special tier of social equity licensees where in order to be eligible to obtain a card license, and then in turn be eligible to work with the New York State um, Success Fund, um, you had to have been justice involved. um, And now you own a profitable business, and now you are interested in opening up a dispensary. Um, So anyone with a card license, uh, they get a head start, they'll be first to market. Um, I believe that there's, I think like four retail dispensaries open right now and many more to come very, very soon. Actually, we've, the Dutchie team has been more, our implementation and launch team have been 
quite busy and they're amazing. I'd love to hear about what role uh, Dutchie played to help New York's first social equity dispensary smacked open up. Oh my goodness, Max. Okay, yes, that was really, really special. So Roland Connor and, and his son Darius, um, just being part of Roland's dispensary opening. And so Roland being New York's first entrepreneur-owned card licensed dispensary probably is one of like my cannabis career highlights to date. And, and on behalf of Dutchie, really grateful for that opportunity. And <laughs> I'll just say Dutchie and the smack team, like we went through some stuff. Like we had a mission to open on, I think it was like January 23rd. And you really don't forget that. So we of the software training, uh, dispensary operator training as well too. So we worked hand in hand alongside with um, SMACT um, as well as a few partners like on behalf of the fund who all had a retail operator experience. Uh, one thing that's really great about the team at Dutchie is that a lot of us, um, not me, but <laughs> a lot of our implementation team members, they actually used to run dispensaries. Um, so imagine, you know, being first to open a dispensary, but not really having that point of reference because in New York, it hasn't been legal. Yeah. Uh, so you don't, and, you know, just like trying to go out of state, like not everyone is able to just get in the car and <laughs> go to Massachusetts and check out dispensaries. Uh, so it was a true partnership. I feel like with SMATH specifically, where we're like family now, and we not only did the software training, but we also assisted just with all types of training. I was actually there with the OCM um, doing uh, just like walking with everyone, like as the SMAC team was doing their inspection. And, and it was, yeah, it was something really special. Yeah, I know we featured it in AM New York. It seemed like, you know, a very special moment for that family. Although we just had a story in AM New York, how, you know, there's really only, I think, three, I'd say, open now that are legally, I guess, operating under the state law, yet there's many other places that seem to appear like they're selling cannabis all over New yeah. York City. And I'm curious if, you know, you think that that might have an impact on these legal dispensaries. I know the city's cracking down now, but mm-hmm. it seems for every two they crack down, three open. I assume that's a challenge for businesses that are operating legally, but I, but I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one, right? So so right now you're right. I think there's like three to four like licensed legal dispensaries. And Dutchie's stance is that we will only support and work with licensed legal dispensaries because you're mm. absolutely right. I think with those of us in the industry, uh, yourself included, it's like you might know the difference between a licensed one and like an illicit bodega in New York, for example. Like e- earlier we were just talking and you were saying that there's all these bodegas that yeah are selling cannabis. But I think to the average person, they would think that, oh, okay, it must be legal because if it wasn't legal, it wouldn't be open. (laughs) Um, And unfortunately, that's that's not really the case. I think New York is cracking down on it. And yeah, I'd like to say that with when it comes to illicit and legacy, like it can be a spectrum. Like there are legacy operators that are on a path to legalization, you know, and like smacked and rolling and team, like their success story. And, you know, kudos to New York for having a program that is an attainable path for legacy operators who who want to go legal. And then there are illicit operators who maybe, you know, they never want to go legal. So I wouldn't necessarily like put them in the same bucket. But yeah, it's a it's always listen, a I guess it was always there, it just wasn't on awnings. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? exactly. 
Exactly. Talk to me a little bit about um, what your expectations are for New York. Um, you know, it's been a slow rollout that I'm sure the state wants to get things right in terms of rolling these out. But what are you most excited about? Is it the opportunity of the expansion? I mean, what, what is it that you think the opportunity for New York is most exciting? So let me ask you a question first. So are you born and raised in New York? So like, yes, I am. Yes. I yes. did go to okay. college in Indiana. So that was my <laughs> Four years outside the state, but I'm a New Yorker. Yes. Love that. So in saying that, though, so you will understand this where it's like, I sincerely believe, you know, like New York may have not been the first to legalize, um, but I do sincerely believe that New York has this opportunity to roll out cannabis licensing successfully and will set that tone for federal legalization. And it's because of the mm. like New York like hustle and the grit and there's just like persevere. And that is not that I've seen anyways. I have not seen just that level and that level of like commitment and showing up, like even and in, in the regulatory and the government market too. Like that, that's something that's very unique and like very New York. And in turn, I, I think because of that, that spirit will set the tone for federal legalization. I've heard uh, from the OCM, so the Office of Cannabis Management, uh, they are the regulator uh, for licensed legal dispensaries in New York and cultivators, uh, that other states have actually started reaching out to them and looking at New York as inspiration. Yeah, for their own like social impact program, like in the future, or if they currently have one, um, just like tweaking it to be more in line with what New York is trying out. And really rarely does one have that opportunity to be part of an emerging industry, you know, like the cannabis industry, we're creating best practices that have not been invented yet. Like that in itself is very exciting. So, you know, just we say like a rising tide lifts all boats, being able to have that opportunity to learn from one another, knowledge share, and like have us knowledge share technology, and also at the same time have New York dispensary operators to learn from. That is something that's really unique and I'm very excited about. Well, listen, I'm sure your company's playing a big part in making sure tax revenue is paid, right? And at the end of the day, (laughs) every state, every city is so, you know, so much looking for new streams of revenue, particularly if they're being, you know, sold in other places, but no taxes being collected. So I'm sure right. a lot of the states are going to be looking at New York, not just to how it functions and operates, but probably how it does from a revenue perspective, I would assume. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's so funny too, like, especially in New York, where like in order for us to like, truly be successful, not just Dutchy, but like anyone to be truly successful in the cannabis industry, but especially in New York, like we also need to recognize that each community, each borough, you know, what may work in the city may not work in upstate New York or, mm. or Western New York. So yeah, like just, and on behalf of Dutchy, like I do want to say like, thank you, New York cannabis community for that collaboration. We can't do it alone. Like anyone that says they know anything and everything about the cannabis industry is, is lying to you. Uh, I've been in the space for a number of years and I'm still learning everything. What do you you think is one of the biggest misconceptions people have about cannabis in general? Is there anything that you feel like from an educational perspective that the general public particularly like may have in terms of misconceptions, either about cannabis or just about these dispensaries that are opening up? Yeah, I mean, I think that anyone that still believes in that um, stereotype of like the lazy stoner vibes when it comes to 
the cannabis industry. Um, they are definitely not in the cannabis industry. Uh, some of the most hardworking and successful and just like the smartest people I've ever met in my whole career, period, they all come from the cannabis industry. So I think that that's a really big misconception. And I think another big misconception is that it's, it's like, if you're in the cannabis industry, you're just like rolling in like millions and millions of dollars. Um, I think you really have to do it for the love. There needs to be like a greater good or like something internally that gives you the energy to like get out of bed in the morning because being part of an emerging market, like it's really exciting, but it's really hard. There are a lot of predatory practices, unfortunately, when it comes sure. to, you know, opening up a dispensary, like especially when it comes to rent or legal fees, accounting fees, we call it the cannabis markup or like the green tax where, mm. you know, just opening up a restaurant, maybe the rent is like X, but like yep. if you... Once you find out that that's for a dispensary, all of a sudden, you know, that rent is is 10x and, and that's not okay. It's like, I hope that there will be a day when cannabis retailers are treated like all other retailers. And, and so those are some misconceptions, but they're also opportunities for us to work together and try to change. Where did Dutchie start? I mean, were they in any other states in the U.S.? Yeah, so we are in every single licensed legal state, both medical and adult use. So we work with nearly 6,000 dispensaries um, all across North America, so both U.S. and in Canada. And we're grateful to be working with a lot of dispensary operators. Um, a lot of them now work at Dutchie. And so just, again, like we're all about the education component and wanting to knowledge share and specific to New York and also learn what works in New York and learn what doesn't work in New York. It, it really is a collaboration and a partnership. Well, it sounds like it makes sense that you were chosen then for New York because like everything else, you know, you learn from experience. So having the opportunity to operate in some of these other markets, I'm sure you're able to bring best practices to these dispensaries here in New York. Yeah. And because like New York, there's a traceability in all legal states, but the traceability system that New York has chosen, it's called Biotrack. Normally, the more common traceability system is another system called Metric. Um, so we are one of the few vendors that have had extensive experience working with Biotrack. And that's really important from a compliance and a track and trace standpoint. So, so yes, nothing really beats the experience um, that we have. If somebody walked into one of the dispensaries, would they see the duchy name? Like, would it be on like a register, like almost how Square is on registers or would, or are you pretty like ubiquitous in, in the background? And it depends on the hardware. I think like some of our hardware, uh, if you look close enough, there will be a duchy logo, but otherwise it's just like the simple register tool. Uh, it would be more the bud tender or the staff member that, you know, might see the actual duchy branding. And then when it comes to, the dispensary's website. It's all about their branding and it's their website and sort of like Shopify, I guess, yeah, where sure. you know, when you go to a website, like you don't have the Shopify branding all over the place. It's really right. about that just being a tool for dispensary operators to showcase their business and their brand. Yeah, that's a great comparison to let people have a better you know, perception of what it is, including me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> well, good. I'm glad that <laughs> glad that I was able to clarify that. Yeah. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure talking with you and getting to learn more about, you know, what you guys do at Dutchie and, you know, certainly love to stay in touch with you as we have more conversations around the cannabis industry. Yes, it is big. We are all about education, learning from one another. I would love for you to attend, like maybe we could do like a live podcast follow-up where we're, yeah. we're doing a statewide dispensary showroom tour um, where we will be providing free dispensary uh, education, uh, anything from software education to also, you know, HR, like retail operations. We're partnering with some of our preferred partners on this and we're going to be showcasing this um, all across New York. Uh, we recently did our first stop um, in the Bronx, actually, uh -huh. uh, where we built out a dispensary showroom, a, a mock dispensary, and then walked people through like what a licensed legal dispensary would look like because we, you know, just when New York dispensary operators are successful, um, then vendors and companies like Dutchy are successful. And totally. I mean, you mentioned it earlier where you have these illegal bodegas, right? And so if, if you're opening up a dispensary in New York, and maybe that's your only point of reference, like that's not the right thing to model your business around. Um, so this dispensary showroom tour is intended to, you know, just like showcase what a licensed legal dispensary experience could look like. And also have our compliance partners and community partners, uh, especially the Bronx Community Foundation, and then other groups like uh, Cannabis Workforce Initiative, uh, Temeca, Akaya Push, Point Seven, and many more partners to come. So would love to invite you. Yeah, we have to connect after this so I can get the schedule. would love to attend and definitely cover it for our media. Yeah, let's do it. Terrific. Well, this is a good introduction, and it's a pleasure having you on the podcast, and, and thank you so much for your time. Thank you. It's great to be here. That was great. Likewise. Make sure to subscribe to Schneps Connects wherever you get your podcasts or stream us online at podcast.schnepsmedia.com. <laughs>